Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Erin Fairbanks, host of The Farm Report. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. You're listening to Chef's Story. I'm Dorothy Hamilton, and today I'm interviewing once again. Uh, this is the second part of a two-part series with one of the greatest chefs in the world, our the the real father and soul of the International Culinary Center, the French Culinary Institute, Alain Sayac. Chef Alain, how are you today? Wonderful, wonderful, Dorothy. I feel great, you know. You look great. You just came yeah, back from great. your French uh, summer vacation. Yes, you know, I'm very happy to be there because it's, it was very good for me. And it's always good because it's a change, but I'm very happy to come back here. In particular, to pass by in a school, <laughs> you know, to see the student, to see the passion you know, of those students. That is extraordinary because you don't feel too much passion anywhere. You feel people now, you know, who are looking on their phone, take a picture, that's it, of themselves. And uh, the passion is practically disappearing. And here we go class in class. After three, four days, then people, you know, see a little bit, you know, what's going on in a class. They formulate kind of mind and they project themselves entirely on what they do it. And those people before, maybe we are not interested in absolutely anything. Ah. And passion brings passion. And when they go after that on a Level two, you can see they are more exciting. It's, it's unbelievable. It's so we're, we're going to get on, into yeah. your passion. When we ended before, we really just finished you in the war. In and the war. we started in, in your, your professional life of coming to, you were down in Martinique, weren't you? Uh, didn't no, you I was in Guadeloupe. I was in Guadeloupe. 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 Yeah. But tell me, how did you come to New York and what year was oh, it? Oh, come to New York? It was in 1965. It was on Labor Day. Uh, 1965. Labor Day. And I came from Guadeloupe at that moment. And uh, a guy passing by over there when I was there, he said, you want to go in uh, in United States? I said, Why not? So anyway, he sponsored me as a guy who was in Connecticut. I never see him here after that. I mean, when I come back. In Wait, he met you in Guadeloupe? In, met, in Guadeloupe, yeah. yeah. He ate in a restaurant where I was. He, said, he liked to see what, what he sponsored me, and I sponsored myself, putting $15,000 in bank, in, in an American bank. So I have my green card in three weeks. Wow, in those days. Three weeks in those days. You, you didn't even have to become illegal if you came yeah, with $15,000. Wow. And because in, in those days, what it was, they, uh, when you are a chef, it was, it was very easy to come here. Now it's entirely different. It's yeah. another ball game. But they need a chef at that time because it was the French chef, you know, at that time, the Italian chef, they were the, the people who were in a scenery, you know. Right. 
Now, yeah, now, now we are 85 percent of our chef from the United States, and the that's rest because of you and your <laughs> colleagues who talk them. I, I mean, don't think know? so. I don't yeah. think it's that. Yeah, I, 1984, no. a lot of the chefs were foreign. Today, they're not. And a lot of American chefs have... They, how did they get to be such great chefs? They, they studied in schools. They went to Europe. They studied... You know, even look at Mario Batali. Let's take it out of the French realm. But we're talking about you. I want yeah. to get back to you. So what, what was your first big restaurant that got reviewed by the New York Times was Oceana, correct? Oceana? No, I'm not Oceana. Uh, sorry, Le Signe. Le Signe, Le Signe. Oh, Le Signe, Le Signe, Le Signe. So tell us about when you, you were one of the first chefs ever to get four stars. Yeah, from the New York I didn't Times. even know you know what this means. I mean, and someone told me. Uh, what year was this? It was, uh, tell me, uh, 77. 1977. The end of 77. So Craig Claiborne was. No, the, no, no. That was uh, Mimi Sheraton. Mimi Sheraton, all right. And uh, she, they sent some people in the kitchen, pick up some picture and everything. And um, after that, you know, someone told me, but you are in a newspaper chef. A newspaper? Yeah, New York Times. They were by the New York Times. <laughs> 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 and I was in a first page, you know, a weekend first page. Yes, because and it was my picture stars. was there. Four star. Four star. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable because unbelievable also for Le Signe himself, for everybody, you know. But it was a sad story under that. I don't want to go on. No, that. tell the story. Oh, you no, no, tell no, the story. No. no, because you didn't understand what four stars was. No, I understand what four stars, but four stars in your time. Yeah. And to me, you know, a born in France, to me, was Michelin star. Who can't, yeah. You know, the yeah. rest is, doesn't have so much chance. You know. But anyway... Four star apparently was very important because after I received the four star, I take a 15 days oh. to go somewhere that <laughs> nobody knew. And uh, I mean, the boss was crazy, you know. He said, You know, you took some day, you get a four star, everybody want to come to see you, and, and you are not there, and I don't know where. I, where you are. I say, I told you, I go for 15 days. I don't have to tell you where I go. <laughs> and, and I have interest to tell you because I was with someone that I don't want to know. <laughs> All right, okay, we're not going to go there. But. We don't go there. Uh, anyway, and when I come back, I mean, I say, this is your mail. I mean, you have a mail from everybody and everything. So I have a people say, could you come in my resort? I open a resort here. I give you everything you want. You come here. We have three restaurants. You want to come here? I have so many offers. Offers, and I was making money, but I learned that I was not making a good money. And um, so when I come back, to that I saw one of the boss, and he said, "Do you come back, Alain?" I said, "Yes, I come back if you double my salary." He said, it's no problem. I double your salary. I start tomorrow. Okay. So, I come back. And three months after, he told me, Alain, <laughs> you took me. You strangled me. Now I find a chef. You can go. <laughs> I don't need you. Oh, my God. And I was like that. So, and he was good. He was a great mover. Because I 
Grossunité, it was fantastic. C'est le territoire de l'Alpha Monde. Oh, so you visiting. should go on for three three oh, yeah. months, oh, took yeah. a little rest. Yeah, I mean, a break. no, I mean, you live in the United States, yeah. I was living in the United States for a long time, but visiting the United States right. is something else. Right. It's an unbelievable country. Natural wise, extraordinary. I make 17,000 mi 17, miles in the United States. Wow. Yeah, going back, of course, north, come by Canada, that was unbelievable. And that's it. But, and I left also because I built up a house in, uh, I mean, uh, the house was in, in Mio, in my hometown. The house from yeah. uh, retirement. Uh -huh, your retirement. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. retirement. <laughs> and I don't think I will never retire anyway, you know, whatsoever I, I do I, it, you know. Yeah. And because I think I retirement, no, but retirement doesn't mean anything, you know. Right. It's better to be busy doing something, you know. Absolutely. So anyway, I was in André. So Alain, doing, doing nothing. I mean, I take care, you know. So this is André Solner. André Solner, André Solner from the Lutes. Lutes, yeah, four star and everything. Another four star restaurant. He said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Look, you know, tu connais le cirque. You know the cirque. Yes, I know the cirque. I was once over there, you know, for." I think it was for the Master Chef of France or something like that. You know Sergio Maccioni? I met him once. He'll vote voir. He'd like to see you as soon as possible. He want to talk to you. So, could you see him? I, said, I don't want to come in the United States to see him, just to see him to say hello, you know? So you were in France when... Yeah, when I was in France. So, look... He's going to call you. So Sergio Maccioni called me and he said, I'd like to meet you in Montecatini. And so he sent me by a letter because there was no email at the time, nothing. Where I met Sergio Maccioni in Montecatini. In fact, I was sitting with my ex in a restaurant like this and we saw a guy coming in a restaurant and, and I said to oh <laughs> look at this you have a John Wayne here John Wayne <laughs> John he Wayne he did look like John you know, Wayne and he was lumping a little bit you know ah. Think, yeah like a John Wayne and he has the same thing and he came straight to our table say je suis Sirio Macioni je suis I am Sirio Macioni and uh, I'm very happy that you come here to see. so I stay over there in their family for in one week, Montecatini. Wow. We have a great what food. What year was that? He was uh, 65. Uh-huh. He was 65. Yes, yeah. he was 65 because I come back in July. So he, he was surely in um, April. Okay. April or something okay. like that. I don't yeah, remember right. exactly. Okay, the Anyway, I, I met all the family and everything, and it was great. And we make, a, we make an agreement. And so I came, came back in New York right. and uh, came back the July, I start July the 15th or 78 78 this is when I start at Le Cirque 68 78 78 oh 78, 78. okay alright because I started in United States at 65 but right. I was on the... Oh, okay. So it was so, 13 years you were here. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, when you started yeah. at Le Cirque. So tell me, what was Le Cirque like when you went there? It when I went there? As, 
It wasn't as famous as Le Cirque when you left. It was a different... What was the atmosphere in the very the, first... The week? atmosphere, it seemed to me that it was crazy, you know. It was crazy when you go in a, in the dining room. The dining room was full all the time. Full all the time. And was that because the dining people room were, came for the food or came for they the... They come for themselves. They come to for the water. Seen. You know, hey, you know, people on one feather, you know, yes. like to meet people on another feather. Yes. <laughs> so, wait, so, so it was Sirio coming from the colony who brought these people. Yeah. They came because he was the maitre d', maybe yes. the owner, I don't mean. And I what were the competitive restaurants in those days to Lutece? Mm, Lutece? Yes. Definitively, but it's another style. Yes. Four Seasons, I don't know if Four Seasons was there. I yeah. think Four Seasons yeah, was I there. Think so. yeah. uh, La Grenouille. Yes. I mean, a lot of posh restaurants, 21 Club also, 21 yeah. Club is entirely different. Right. They have other customers since 200 years ago there, you know, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> they get in all anyway. Right. <laughs> and uh, I think it was uh, fantastic. I mean, when I arrived, the kitchen was so so. I asked a serio. Look, when you have a little money, you know, and uh, so it's, I'm going to do this. So we make a first uh, nice oven, at least, you know, and after wait, that... Wait, how, I, many, how many cooks were in the kitchen when you got there? When I arrived, two cooks I have. You only had two cooks? Yeah. And did you have a pastry chef? No. So I have, uh, because it was on the morning, someone was making the breakfast, and at night, I mean, uh, uh, come at 12 until 8 o'clock, who was making the room service because we make the room service at that time. Oh, because it's in the Yeah, but it was hotel. not open. When I arrived, it was not open. I have 15 days in front of me to open it. I, I come in July uh, 15. They open in August 2 or 3, I think, you know, something okay. like that, you know. So, you know why it was nobody? Because the chef before took everybody. Oh. He leave a cereal with no one. Oh. When he was the vacation, cereal closed for one month. Yeah. So it was nobody. So I have to find in 15 days all a group of people. Oh my gosh. With a menu like this, I mean a long menu. And so I did it. I did it. How because did you find the chefs in those days? Because I know people, more yeah. or less. I, I didn't have, you know, don't know people like now who I know particularly everybody but I right. know people right. and so I found people and I, I build up a little a little team and that's it how many people what did you people, have? Uh, when he opened just before vacation he was the people for the garde manger who come back that uh -huh. was great and after I found people you know for uh, the front of the you know the saucier I have the rotisseur I have uh, I found this. I found the, people, the butcher, rather what. Um, I found the, the main people, rather what. So after that, I take the people, you know, who want a stage and right. stuff like this. And we open like this. And Syria, the first day, say, Alain, I know that you have a problem because you don't have everybody. But, you know, tonight, we will go slow, okay? Don't forget, they sit only 92 people, okay? Yeah. So... The first night, it take 180 people. 180 people, and that was slow. That was slow. <laughs> Dorothy, that was slow. <laughs> but we managed. We managed. It was, the cirque was, it was a cirque. It it's the cirque. <laughs> people, you know, goes over themselves. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Over and the over there, 
I was doing. I mean, you know, I was strong and I like movement. Yeah. You know, I like movement. You right, know, right. I like to move. Right. And so that was good. Then I found my people, little by little, you know, I found the people. I think my patissier, patissier was no pastry. I have my office was big like that table. So on the back, it was nothing. No, my office, no, no, no. My office was big like, uh, like this. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it was a space on the back, was like that table, maybe two-thirds. So what I did, I said, Sirio, Sirio, we need a pastry chef. We need a pastry. I know someone, you can come. And he said, okay, we don't to do, but I, I don't have so much money. You know, I have it. I pay my partner, you know. I have to pay my partner, you know. I don't have a... So he found money, I don't know where, anyway, but we managed and we have a pastry. Because we were doing, at night, the roti, we sit 92, 96, we were doing 280, 250 every single night and it was not on Saturday and Friday it was Monday to Saturday wow no Excuse you open for lunch too? Oh, yeah lunch 100 150 oh my god and you were doing breakfast and room service yes for the first two years and after <laughs> that and after that I uh, we talked with the, one of the manager uh, and uh, we built up a little kitchen for them. I built, I mean, I designed the little kitchen on the second floor, and they make, you know, design a little menu. You know, we work very well with the people from the hotel. It was, you know, was very good, you know. Okay, but he was a, very excited. Very, the okay. very excited. We're going to just take a little break here, and we'll be right back. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast Regional Forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Listening to Chef Story, and this is Dorothy Hamilton. And today I'm interviewing Chef Alain Sayak, who is a dean at the International Culinary Center, who was the who is the godfather of the French Culinary Institute, a great friend, and a living legend and living history. We're hearing about he was the chef who put Le Cirque on the on the map, and we're hearing about the early days. So, Alain, so the first couple of years, it really was a circus, and you had to build up. How did it progress? I mean, how many years were you at the Cirque, and and how did you see it change over those years? I was at the Cirque for eight and a half years. Wow. And um, I don't think the Cirque changed so much. I think people talk about the Cirque more than before, because it's to fill up his restaurant, who is great is to make money, who is absolutely normal, but he has a goal. He wants to be recognized for the food. 
And little by little, when I arrived over there, it was one star. When I left, it was three star. Mm-hmm. And, and I could have the four star, but I would publicize it too much in advance that I leave. Otherwise, I would have the four star. Definitively. Ah. Because I knew the guy who write, you know. And, uh, and, and they deserve, because the food was very, very good. You have a lot of chefs came. All the great chefs from France came to eat over there. That was a step. They come over there to eat and to test. I was making a little menu for them. Sometimes I have a table with six or seven three-star chefs. And I was cooking for them. You know, and, uh, Were you I, intimidated to cook for them? No. No, because if they like, they will tell me. If they don't like, they will. They will. Tell they will. <laughs> 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 you know? So I know very well their position. You know? yeah. And I remember very, very well once, you know, it was Bocuse, and uh, he has a few different chefs because he has a business in Florida. And I make uh, a Cote d'Agneau Chambalon, lamb shop, Chambalon, a very old fashioned word. And Bocuse came and said, Alain, I want to tell you, I never eat a chambalon as good as you did. Wow. Yeah? Wow. And he said that. So when he came back, seriously, you know Bocuse is coming next week. So I knew what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the menu. Who were your, who were your most... You know, who impressed you the most that came through that restaurant? You know, that ate in the restaurant. Oh, to eat in the restaurant, yeah. you mean uh, people? Or? Yeah, like the King of Spain. Oh, the, the King of Spain. was He was the, the most unbelievable person because he came with the whole family. Because his father, uh, no, his uncle, who was very important in a, in a crime thing, uh, was the Comte de Barcelona and he was dying of cancer so oh. they have one floor it was the Mayfair region they have one yes. floor over there so the whole family was over there they stay over there for one week and every day uh, they were seven, eight they sit in a table all together with the family and at the beginning I said Sergio said got to say hello to everybody who comes Ah. So you went out and you... So went out. Monsieur Le Roy. Yeah. Uh, the following days, I said, Sa Majesté. Ah. The third day, he said, What's your name? My name is Alain. You know, my name is Carlo. Call me Carlo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the king of Spain. Yes, the king of Spain. That is the most... Old guy now. I mean, he <laughs> me was a very simple person. Yeah, yeah. Tell me what chefs were like in those days. The camaraderie, the the brotherhood of chefs. Did you know all the chefs? In the uh, not really, because I was working very hard, mm-hmm. and I was uh, biking and skiing and ice skating every single day. So all that day, I was extremely busy. You know, because get up in the morning. Take my bike, I was on bike all the time. Go on bike, and afternoon, take my bike, and I make a three tour of Central Park, you know, because to keep in, you know. Sure, yeah. I mean, you have to keep your muscles, you know. Oh, and, it's very, and, very uh, demanding, yeah. And 
I was one day this and one day I was uh, ice skating afternoon at Wallman skating, you know, during winter and stuff like this. So I was busy. So I knew chef, I know chef, particularly all of chef. But uh, André Solner is one of the guys who I knew right away because when I was at Le Mistral, three days after I was there, ah, c'est toi, le nouveau. Ah, you are the new guy. And we become friends right away. Jacques Pepin, I knew him, but he passed by. Just he was maybe in 81, 82. Uh I mean, he come to eat and he came in the kitchen. I said, oh, I see you. Oh, yes, I am. Sometimes I am on TV. So you were eight and a half years at Lutece. Mm -hmm. And then you you went back to France for a while and you came back. Uh, When I left Lutece. No, not Lutece. When I left Le Cirque, I was... No, when I left Le Cirque, I left the circle because my life changed. Mm-hmm. I have another woman in my life uh-huh. that you know. Yes. And that was very serious. Uh-huh. So, and the other woman, unfortunately, you know. Anyway, I gave everything to her. My house, all the money I have, particularly everything, you know, to be free. So the house that I was built up, you know. For your retirement, which you're not going to retire. So. This is the... the <laughs> The president of Rock for Cheese, Ubo, this house. Oh my God! So now he's swimming my swimming pool. Okay? <laughs> 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 he's never invited me in this house again. Anyway, and uh, so I, I was I was friend with uh, someone with I can say that I was friend with the Zagat. Yes, t- uh, Tim Zagat. Tim Zagat. I was friend. We go outside sometime. We go to visit uh, some uh, restaurant and everything. You know. And he said, you know, Alain, uh, you, I know you, you quit the year, but you, you have to work. You know, I, I have a friend who opened a restaurant, an American restaurant. And I'm sure he likes to have you, you know, if you want, you know. So he put himself, make the contract, and I went to 21 Club. And Sergio was mad like hell. Because he figured that I left to go to only one club. No, I left because uh, I could have my mind, you know what I mean? Yeah, you had personal issues. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah. have my mind. Some people can be, but I cannot. No. I don't know what you do yourself. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is unbelievable. You can be, you, you have to be so strong. Yeah, when you have I mean, all kinds of things. You have yeah. to be so strong, you right. know, to me, I'm not. Anyway, and... Um, Anyway, so I went to 21 Clubs. That was a big experience. That right. was a big experience because it was an American restaurant. Yes. It was the oldest American restaurant. And, you know, my cooking is French, you yes. know? My cooking is French, maybe a little international, but it's yes. French. And when I go over there, I have to cook for American. And I remember when I arrived, you have four or five uh, people, you know, who are there for maybe 50 years in that restaurant. And uh, they sit, and they were always in a table like here, a large table, and they ask me a question. Okay, I answer. And you know the salad shop? Here we shop the salad. Say, yes, I will shop the salad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he was... Thing like this yeah, to do it, it was but I understand. Yeah. 
is the restaurant. They right. want something you have to do. Otherwise, you know, you go to you go elsewhere. And it was a very good experience. Very nice people. Very, very good experience. Absolutely fantastic. I love it. I love it. It was very interesting because we can make a party all the time. Uh, I think I saw you once, you know, in a party over there. I'm I invite sure. you for. I was uh, a party girl back then. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you with a group of 15 people. I think it oh, was yeah. for the Amy Award, something like that. Oh. Yes, yeah. and I told you, come. You say, oh. yes, but I'm not alone. You know, I have a few like 15 people. people? Yeah, I remember those <laughs> yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we went over there. And it, it was interesting. And the cellar. The, the I mean, this is something extraordinary oh, to, to see. Eating the Did you eat in the cellar? Oh, yeah. This is unbelievable. I mean, you they have bring wine. your coat. It was cold. It was cold. Yeah. It was cold. Yeah. And but all those you wine know. bottles. Nobody yeah. else had it. That was a unique Yeah, moment. and so and they keep the tradition. But this is, was the, the tradition, an American tradition, mm-hmm. where the food is extraordinarily good, in my opinion. The mm-hmm. people criticize. I think the food was very good. But... He has a tendency to have, you know, a little bit of sweetness sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. when you don't need it and so and so. And it was a good experience for me. So then you went and you were working for the Trumps when they had the... No, when, no, I left after that, you know. I left... Uh, why I left? Well, we're we're going to take another break. We'll be right back. I can't wait. Welcome back. You're listening to Chef Story. I'm Dorothy Hamilton. Today we're at the International Culinary Center and speaking with Dean Alain Sayac. And uh, we're going. We're trying to get through his life, but it's been such a storied and, and historic life that it's. Uh, I, I'm just fascinated. Let's get back to it. So after 21 Club, where did you go? Yeah, I left 21 Club because it was a summer, and um, it was a relationship with my old wife was a little bit difficult, disease, whatever. So I say, okay, I'll take all the summer, you know. So, <laughs> so and I, no, okay. I left. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, what's happening is you're hitting the table. Oh, I'm right. sorry. I, they're going to cut that out. Okay. okay, so go back. So, so I so left. You left 21. I left, and I left to, and uh, before I left, I have a call from Syria. Alain, you know Ivana Trump? I said, yes, I know. Ivana, Ivana Trump. Ivana Trump said, I know, we took the cab many times together. And she never paid the cab. I was paying the cab. <laughs> what, from Le Cirque? Like yeah, because, Le because she saw me sometime go with a cab, you know, I go somewhere with yeah. a philanthropic Everyone or something. Everyone has to understand, this is Ivana, the, the ex-wife, not the daughter, Ivanka. So no, Ivana Trump, Ivana Trump, yeah. the, yeah. the wife of, of Donald, Donald Trump. Yeah. Trump. In fact, you know, we were in the same plane when we come back. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and we talk about, you know, I say, you know, why don't you come to visit? Oh, welcome. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, she said, Alain, you know what? 
I want you to be my chef because we buy the plaza and I need you here. I want you right now. I learned that you left the 21 Club. Ivana, uh, I, I can I come right away to see you. So I went to see Ivana. And say, I want you now. I give you what you want. You just tell me. They give you what you like. But you have to start tomorrow. Wow. I was living to France. Oh my gosh. So I said, Ivana, I love, I love to work for you, but I'm going to be out for three months and I come back in September. If you want me in September, I'm going to be there. If you say no, 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 no. So, okay. If you change your mind, it's my fault. I arrive in my apartment, okay, in September. Wow, you could try a good negotiation there. Alex. No, but I mean, it was no negotiation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was something that I cannot postpone. Right. So I went to work over there, and it was very good. An unbelievable experience. Mm -hmm. Because it's a big hotel. Mm -hmm. It's 900 rooms almost. Wow. It's very, very, very large. You have some apartment at $5,000 a night at that time. Mm -hmm. And it was good. And it was interesting to work for this couple because they have a, an unbelievable yacht where they make a party all the time. And I remember the first time you know, I was making, uh, I was invited, the first time I was invited. And uh, they have only crystal champagne. They have 150 people on the boat. And one this person. This is Donald and Ivana Trump. Yeah, Donald and Ivana. I don't know which one, but yeah. it was unbelievable. They have somewhere where you can dance, somewhere there has a restaurant. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. I saw all the bedroom and everything. It was extraordinary. Anyway, it was the, you know, I never worked for people like, like, like care, you know, yeah. I mean, I worked for people in a business, but not people. Not billions. One in, a, yeah. in another planet for On me. another planet, absolutely. <laughs> On another, you know, level. So, and they were very nice, very nice. And uh, when uh, build up, we were 130 chefs over there. We have seven restaurants. We have uh, like a 30 room where we can sit, you know, 20 people to 700 people. Wow. We are making an average between four and 6,000 cover every single day, including, you know, Oh my God! Yeah. It was very interesting, very very interesting, and I love it I, because I learned something, and I learned something, and I learned also to talk with people from the union. Oh yes, it was union. Now how yeah. do you talk to people from the union? You don't talk; you listen to them. What a great statement! And after that, you agree, and they agree. I see. <laughs> Otherwise, forget. Yeah. Your point of view is not interesting. Their point of view is more interesting. Yes. And so, and you have to play with that. Well, how wise. No, but yeah. And it, it was working, except you know, sometimes we have a party. It was seven hundred people. And we have. A, I have a chef for different departments. Say, chef, we don't have enough. I recover. I think. Say, yeah. regarde, check everywhere. Say, we cannot find it. So I look, and it was people who were only cleaning vegetables because we have so much work, right. you know. Right. So I went in the garbage 
He moved it. I found four cleaners. They throw away because they, it was a time to go. Yes, 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 Dorothy. Believe or not, I was revolted, but I kept my calm. Yes. And I called the union, and they said, "This is, you know, we were short of a recovery." I say, "At least, you know, next time, tell them to tell me." Yes. But don't throw away. Throw no. away. And, no. you know? Yes. So, it never happened again. You know, and it, it was good. It was good like that. But certain things like this, <laughs> never see anyone. <laughs> no. no. But it was fantastic to work with so many people. You know, right. So many people. And uh, what was interesting is the difference of people that you have over there. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You mean the customer the, the, or the people, the people working and everything. The customer, yeah. I mean, customer over there is a big mass of customer. You know, yeah. I mean, people come all the time, all the time. You know, the restaurant open all the time. We have a cabaret on the bottom also. You know, yeah. they open. We have a Chinese restaurant. That's right. I mean, it, it was very, very, very busy all the time, and it's good. I was. I stay maybe in the hotel 15 hours a day. It was easy anyway because I have a room over there also. Yeah, I can go, I can have a little summer, you know, and yeah. come back and stuff like that. But I was interested. But Mrs. Trump and Mr. Trump are very interesting person. Very, very nice to work for them. Very nice. Uh, you have to understand what they want. But they are very, 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 very nice and very generous. One day, I have my old wife who was cold. She was totally dying and everything. And she called me. I mean, she called me. Someone else called me and said, you have to come right away because... So I said to uh, Ivana, I have to go in France right away. No, Alain, you cannot go in France. Because we have the wedding of Mrs. Bass. You cannot go there. You have to be there. The wedding of Mrs. Bass, you know what? Yeah. So I said, you know, I have to go. I'm sorry. She called her. Where do you go? I go in the south of France. I call her secretary. Okay, book everything in a Concorde for Wow. I want you there at 9 o'clock Saturday morning. Wow. It was Tuesday. So I was there at 9 o'clock because of the plan, right? At 8 o'clock. That's it. Okay, from oh France. But yes. there was some, someone like that, you know. Or when we were, example, you know, she has a big house. They have a wonderful house in, in Florida, unbelievable house. And they receive people, you know, from, or they have a meeting. And everybody comes with his own plan. It's <laughs> <laughs> his yeah. own plan, you know. Right. But it was unbelievable. They, they have a, a glass, the, the, the glass where you drink. It's a man who is there, he's there maybe since 80 years, I mean, or, or he goes on a, on a staircase, particularly a ladder, and they have those glass like this, they use only when they have a, a big party. A party where they're going to talk about business and everything. Each glass costs 5,000 bucks. The glass from Venice, the 17th century. You know? Oh my God. So, think like this. You see, I mean, I never see stuff like that, you know, in my life, you know. It's, it's fantastic. So why did you leave the plus? What did you leave? Well, I think it's, a, again, a family thing also. Uh, 
you know, every couple, you know, yeah. I think they separate. Oh, yeah. They separate. And it was, she was unhappy. Yeah. She was unhappy. And I was, I was sad to see her like that. Yeah. I was sad to see her unhappy, you know, and... Um, so, so I you left. had to move on. You were yeah, I, I had to move on. I, I mean, was I stayed for one that. year. You, you, you went back to France, but then that's oh, yeah. when we met. And you yeah. came to the school. I want to, you're one of the few people, I think, who has really, uh, when you were at Le Cirque, at all of your restaurants, you had great, I always said you ran a graduate school, because David Boulay came out of your yeah, I mean, he passed yeah. by for one and a half years over there. Yeah, and then Michael LaMonaco. Yeah, Michael LaMonaco is fantastic. I mean, you know, it's Jerry Zakarian. You had all of them, all they of are them fantastic. Did, I yeah. know, they all came out of your kitchen. Yeah, but they are fantastic because, not because they are in my kitchen. It's because they are good. Yeah, but they are good. But now today, I mean, today is 2014. And you came to the school in about 1991. Okay, so you've seen young people come through here. You've seen Dan Barber come through yes. here. You've seen David Chang. I saw him arrive. You've seen him arrive. You've seen so many. Yeah. So tell me, what do you see about young chefs today in 2014, which is the same that you saw with the people that came in your kitchen at Le Cirque? Is there a lot of similarity, or are people very different today who want to cook? I think most of the people who want to cook, they desire, they desire something. So they desire something because they love it. So most of them come for the same reason. They want to cook because they love it. What are they going to do with that? That's something else. The people that I saw in a kitchen who came before in the kitchen. There are people who want to be a chef. When they arrive in the kitchen, any other kitchen, when they come from the school, they, they want to be in the kitchen in the future. In the school year, they want to be in the school first. And some of them will be very good, and some of them just to pass by. It's going to be a great experience for them in their life. But they will not continue in the business because they don't have maybe the strength to go on because they have to figure that every single day is a good day to cook. And restaurant, they make money on Saturday and on Sunday also. So sometimes they don't realize that, but they have to work during the weekend many times. Do you think people today are, do they, are they different? Do they, or are they the same people just wearing 2014 clothes? I'm talking about, you know, the, the, I, I see, I guess where I'm going with this is I have a lot of people say to me, oh, students today aren't as serious as 20 years ago, or students today don't work as hard as people worked 20 years ago. And I don't see that. I see, you know, there's always been mm. different, you know, in any school or mm. any kitchen, you have the people that are fantastic and work hard and have self-discipline, and then you have people that have less so, or so. people that are mature and people that are not mature and they're going through their maturation. But I don't see so much difference between our students today and our students 20 years ago. No, you don't see uh, much difference when the people, you know, are really focused on what they're doing. And you can see in a class, you see some students who are very focused and some students who are not focused. Yeah. Some students are looking at the class 
and some students are looking on what they have to do it. Right. So it's very individual. And this is very individual. Yeah. And I think, you know, anybody who want to wanna be a chef, the best thing is to go in a school first. And after, you know, you work in a restaurant. But you have to know what you want. You know, myself, I've never been in a school, but it's a big mistake. Why? If, why? Because if, if it was a school, I will go in a school. I will be smarter. Today I will have uh, 10 restaurants, you know. <laughs> I will not work for you, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, most of the people who come here, they have a 20, 22, 23, 23, 25, or change a career and everything. Yeah, But when they here. change a career, sometimes yeah. they are more serious. Yes. That's young people. Because young people, if they don't pay themselves, Someone, you know, listen to them and say, yes, yes, John, you should do that. You love, you should do that. Does he love himself, really? Or the parents, you know, are very nice. Well, we That's have a lot the of only problem. changers who they went to college and did what their parents wanted. Now they're doing what they wanted. Yeah. So, you know, if you get, I think that's true with with all schools. You know, you've got to get the person who wants to do it, yeah. and then you have the people that do it because their parents. But you tell me, you tell me something that as people, young people, doesn't want to work now. You you cannot say that no. because you, you you cannot see that. You know, when people go in school until twenty, twenty two, twenty three. The, the, the work space is totally different. Mm -hmm. and, and you cannot see it, really. You see that in a kitchen. When they are in a kitchen, you see. Even, even in a class, I can see that. Yesterday, I was observing a lady who worked in a class here on level five. I want to tell you. If I have a restaurant, I will take that person right away. You can see the gesture. The fast, the attention, you know. Put your attention entirely, you know. This is really someone who's going to be an extraordinary chef in the future. Really? Oh, really, I can say that. I will pick up his name. I will give it a name. Because it's someone that you're going to... She's We going to, to be... Yeah. Oh, she's going to be extraordinary. Yeah. Extraordinary. The can you tell by level five who's going to oh, be yeah. good? You can yeah. see... Yes, you can see by level five. And you can That's see that five, you, five no. in the fifth month. You can, you, month you can see that before. You can see that on level two already. So even in the second month? Yeah, because you know you have a ten potato, okay? You have a slice of the ten potato. So you have different operations to do. You have to peel the potato. So you have to wash the potato. You have to dry the potato. You have to cut the potato. You have to prepare everything. You see figure the way they The chef, the, the chef show them exactly what to do. But some of them don't get it. Even just how to no, fry just, potato. Yeah, but, you know, it's a way to do things. You know, everything is compartmental in a kitchen, you know. And everything makes one beautiful thing at the end. But to arrive at the end, you need to understand the process. And the process has to be clear and neat on your table. So like this, you can go fast enough to prepare food. Some of them on level two, they already they get. And some of them, they are slow. It's the same in pastry, it's the same everywhere. You have some people who's going to decorate, 
And some people decorate. Yes, right. <laughs> and they get it because it's it's you, you have to feel it. It's, and you, you, you have to feel, and it's a little bit of you, you have to play with your thing. You know what I mean? Some people are more agile than dextre yes. than other people. You know, yeah. and you have some people you can use their two hands. Always very good, but if you use one hand, it's very good too. We have one guy who came in the kitchen, I don't know if you remember, three years ago. He was one hand and all. One hand, he has only one hand. I want to tell you, the business he's doing with one hand was fantastic. Unbelievable. So nothing, you can throw absolutely nothing. It's chance for everybody. You know what, we're running out of time. And this is the second interview. I want to do a third interview. Okay. It's so fascinating. But I want to ask you to, um, on reflection, how many years have you been working in the kitchen? I started when I was 14 and a half, and I am soon 79. So you have to calculate. 64 wow. years. 64 years. What does it take to be still so passionate about the kitchen, to love your profession. I know there's a lot of people out there who consider being a chef. You've seen so many now come through yeah. this school. You've seen so many yeah, in, in the restaurants. Twenty-four thousand people here. <laughs> right. We have twenty-four thousand people who've come through here. What 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 do you have to say to the chefs of the future, to the people, you know, to the young chefs working out there? Because that's who's listening to the program. What do, what do you have to tell them to be successful? To be successful, they first they have to love what they do, but they cannot say I love what I do. They have to put themselves in front of the mirror, look at themselves and you say, Johnny, do you love really what you do? Or you say to the other people that you love. And if they love, it's no problem at all. They have to go on their love, that's it. And they have to learn the maximum of them. They have to be ready to work very hard. But it's not working hard. If you like, you don't work hard. It's fantastic because in cooking, everything is new all the time. You say, oh, yeah, but you do the same thing all the time. No. It's different plate, a different person who eat it. And you have to love people because you can have the best technique in the world. You can make something very good, just with the technique. But if you don't cook with your heart, and you cook with your heart each time. If you think a little bit each time, you do something, this plate goes somewhere in a restaurant, someone going to have that plate. And it has to be good. And you have to be sure that it has to be good. You have to love people. If you don't love people, if you don't cook with your heart, I don't think you can be successful. That's my opinion. Well, thank you so much. Very welcome. We're gonna go, we're gonna we're gonna do a special. We're gonna do a special. I think you know next time Jacques Pepin's here and Andre. I think that we should all have. Oh, that will be interesting. Yeah. It would be really interesting talking about. Uh, but Andre going to talk all the time. <laughs> Very welcome. Okay. Thank okay. you. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. 
Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 non-profit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.